For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. This episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline. If you're into sports betting, BetOnline is where you need to go today to win money. Whether it's live bets during the games or futures, for who you think will win the championship, Bet Online has the latest odds, news, and information for all of your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today, betonline.ag, or use the mobile app device and join and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your deposit. So before the next big game, head over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. What up, Jesus Kip Otters? Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. This is another episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. This is episode 432. Today, I have two wonderful guests, good friends of mine, Jacob Charno, breaking down the Indianapolis Colts, and James Johnson, a TCK pod uh, debut, but he and I have done a show on his side as well, which we'll get into just a little bit, breaking down the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is continuing our team previews series we are diving into the afc south and today again we have the colts and the jaguars very excited about that this is of course an episode here with the believe podcast network you can catch all of the believe podcast networks channels and episodes on believepodcast.com make sure to leave a rate and review wherever you're listening to those and we want to give a shout out of course to bet online bet online ag your online sports betting Experts, if you haven't heard already, the rest of our team previews, we've done every single team so far, except for the AFC and the NFC South. We are diving into the AFC South this week, NFC South next week, and that will wrap up every single team preview. We have gone in depth, Bobby and I, and a number of guests that we're extremely thankful for. So if you haven't done that, make sure you tune back and check it out. Also, we're getting close to a final call on our TCK Listener League Fantasy Leagues. If you want to get in on any of those, we have a regular league, 12-team half PPR league in the rookie division. If you want to join that, we're running out of spots. We have a guillotine league, which is 16 teams. The lowest score each week is booted, and the players dump into the waiver wire. We also have an NFL 
survivor pool pick them series with three lives you pick a team to win if they win you move on if they lose that week in the nfl game you lose a life after three lives you are out we have three opportunities to be involved with the tck listener leagues this season if you want to get involved with those dm me on twitter sky guasco s-k-y-g-u-a-s-c-o or on instagram fantasy football underscore tck pod and of course you can email us as well tck pod at gmail.com all right, we got a big episode today. We got two incredible guests. So without any further ado, let me welcome in my good yeah. friends, Jacob Charno and James Johnson. Jacob, we'll start with you, man. You have been on the show quite a few times, so we'll let you kick it off here. And uh, just remind the TCK Potters where they can find all of your content, exactly what you are doing these days. And uh, welcome back, man. I'm happy to have you. Yeah, what's up, guys? Sky, I'm really happy to be back on another episode of the Team Previews. Um, I'm Jacob Charno. You can check me out on Twitter at Jacob Charno, um, where it's that's down there. Um, check out, I, I do the Hard Count Football Podcast Live, which is Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Hard Count Football YouTube channel and over on Bucks Report. Um, yeah, that's that, that's about it. I'm a Jets fan who does shows on Bucks Report, and today I'm covering the Colts. So I'm very <laughs> excited to be here, and uh, and I'm very excited to be here with James Johnson. And um, yeah, I'm really fun. We have a lot to talk about. Happy to have you, brother. And yo, man, I'm a huge, huge fan of Andrew Luck as a person and a player, of <laughs> course. Career cut short, unfortunately, but for the YouTubers, you can see the uh, the crisp uh, Andrew Luck jersey okay. there from uh, from my man Jacob. Right on. Yo, Jay, it's great to have you on too, brother. Um, I want you to break down everything that you're doing as well, but I want to welcome you on to the TCK pod. First time that you're on, it will not be the last. We're also going to get your co-host Phil on at some point as well, man. You and I just had the pleasure of doing an episode on your side of the fence with Bobby and I and your co-host Phil as well, talking Jags specific. So a lot of us fantasy nerds wear all the hats. We cover all the teams. We cover all the players. You are specifically a Jags coverage and of course you dabble in the rest of the NFL and fantasy but specifically Jags so what exactly uh, are you a part of man and, and welcome into the TCK for the first time yeah thanks for having me Sky and uh thanks uh for letting me and Jacob join um nice to meet Jacob as well and uh hear what he has to say uh on the Colts and man I'm interested to hear that but yeah man you could you can catch me on many, many outlets. Um, I'm I'm the managing editor for the Jaguars Wire with USA Today. Uh, that's jaguarswire.usatoday.com. Feel free to check that out. You know, we've been covering training camp, the preseason, uh, this, that, and the other. And as you mentioned, yeah, we're also with the Believe Podcast Network. That's me and my buddy Phil, who also uh, works on the Jaguars Wire occasionally. I kind of call him the voice of the Jaguars Wire, if you will, because with Believe, which we put on the Jaguars wire all the time. He is the guy that uh, does all the leadoffs, and you know he's the he's the comedic guy and this, that, and others. So uh, feel free to check that out. That's Believe in Jags podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sports Grind underscore Don. You can follow Phil at Phil the Filipino, and you can follow uh, Believe in Jags at Believe in Jags Pod. I think it is as well and and of course the jaguars wire and all of that that's linked in my bio on twitter so you can feel free to just follow me on twitter the rest is pretty much in my bio and it'll lead you to wherever you need to go my man thank you for joining us and uh, again youtubers you can check out the links scrolling across the bottom for the podcast that's at jacob charno 
and at sports grind underscore Don. Make sure you follow our boys. You know what to do. And check out the hard, hard count podcast as well and all everything Jags on the Believe Podcast Network. All right, boys, we got a lot to cover here. We got a lot of teams, a lot of players here. Let's dive right into it. Jacob, we'll start with you. Let's get into the Indianapolis Colts. And we're going to start with Carson Wentz. I'm going to let you kind of take it off position by position as we do this year. But, you know, unfortunately, this camp has not been very exciting for Colts fans yet. A lot of promise with Carson Wentz coming over from Philadelphia, but then he gets injured. They tag him with a five to 12, 12 week injury report right off the bat. But looks like he might even be ready for week one coming up in just three weeks. And then, of course, you have Quentin Nelson, who's, you know, kind of unanimously the best, at least interior offensive lineman in the NFL. Right now, he gets a similar injury, also tagged with a month to 12 weeks, but also could be ready for week one here. So that might tag down Jonathan Taylor, the rest of running backs, T.Y. Hilton still floating around. Big expectations for Michael Pittman as well. A lot going on in Indianapolis, man. Let's start with Carson Wentz. Last year, Carson Wentz had a very, very rough season with the Philadelphia Eagles. His accuracy rate was 33rd in the NFL. He was 30th in true passer rating tied for second in interceptable passes with 30. So he didn't have 30 interceptions, but those passes metrically were uh, second in the NFL with 30 interceptable passes, 57 completion percentage, which is 34th in the NFL, and just 31% deep ball completion percentage, which was 27th in the NFL. He was also sacked the most in the NFL with an NFL high of 50 sacks last season. That's over four per game the offensive line for the Colts is much better than Philadelphia but if Quentin Nelson's going to be out it could be trouble are you expecting a bounce back here with Carson Wentz reuniting with Frank Reich in Indianapolis and if it's not Carson Wentz who do you think would be that backup quarterback for us in fantasy football yeah so uh, there's a lot Colts camp has not been kind to the feet of the players right Carson Wentz breaks his foot uh, Quentin Nelson breaks his foot essentially that's the injuries five to 12 week timetable like you said they really have no idea. Five to twelve weeks, guys. It's a, that's a lot of time. They really have no idea when these guys are going to come back. Apparently, Carson Wentz should be good for. It might be good for week one. Quentin Nelson might be good for week one. But if we're looking at it in terms of fantasy, Carson Wentz is. I, I wouldn't draft him even if he was healthy because of that constant injury concern, right? But this offense with Carson Wentz. Now, if Quentin Nelson is healthy, this offensive line. Is an, is an elite offensive line. I still think they're really talented even without without Nelson, but he takes this this line to another level. Wentz is going to be protected, whether Wilson is whether whether or not Nelson is playing. But if Nelson's not playing, and and I guess this kind of moves into that running back conversation a little bit too, because it all it all kind of falls under that. It's it allows the opposing defense to focus on one aspect of this Colts offense, which is the run game. That could stunt the production of not only the running backs, but whatever quarterback is playing. Because the reality is, if Wentz isn't playing, it's either Jacob Eason or Sam Ellinger, who, or Ellinger or whatever, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but it's either a rookie out of Texas or a second-year player out of Washington that just played his first snaps yesterday. I, I It makes, it, it's not a good situation for the Colts to be in. I am a big fan of Carson Wentz. I think he's incredibly talented, and I think that he could very well have a bounce-back year with Frank Reich. but. I do not trust him to stay healthy. He's already hurt. I think this this injury could linger. I think we could see some other problems with Carson Wentz. It's uh, the, 
I'm not drafting. It, it's it's hard to look at the amount of other quarterbacks that are available if you're in a 12, 14, 16 person league and say that Wentz is even worthy of a, a starting quarterback or even a backup quarterback role in any of those leagues. James, quick thoughts on Carson Wentz, and do you believe that he could bounce back here if healthy in Indianapolis? Yeah, I do. Uh, Carson Wentz, and, and the simple reason is because I'm a big believer in Frank Wright. You know, I've, if you listen to my podcast, you, you've heard me praise Frank Wright many, many times. Um, I, I like him as a head coach, and I think if it's anybody that can resurrect Carson Wentz's career, it's him. You know, now, like Jacob said, now, like, if he'll be like very valuable as a fantasy quarterback or what have you, you know, that's, that's up for debate. But I do believe that Carson Wentz, yeah, like he, that pairing with Frank Wright, if you're looking at it from a perspective of another AFC South team, that kind of scares me personally. Might not scare the Titans, might not scare other teams. But uh, if, again, if it's somebody that can get the best out of him, it, it's definitely him. Because, you know, we've seen shades of it when they were with the Eagles. You know, that pairing was with the Eagles. And uh, we'll see uh, in terms of like what Jacob said, like the key here is like, when you put a window up that wide in terms of an injury, he hit the nail on the head. They really don't know when he's coming back, him or Quentin Nelson. That's what that says is to have such a wide window. Sure, he could be back week one. You know, they probably are hoping that he'll be back as soon as possible because if I can recall, the Colts' stretch of the first five games is pretty brutal. Um, They would hope he could probably get back by then, but – uh, you know, it's a time will tell thing. It's kind of one of those things we'll kind of be able to maybe monitor a little bit better uh, heading into that last preseason game or after that last preseason game because it's a long little window uh, before then and when the regular season starts. And I think that's because uh, we, we used to have four preseason games, so it just made a wider window, if you will, between the last preseason game and uh, the start of the regular season. So it's a time will tell thing, but I do think Carson Wentz can be an effective quarterback for the Colts. And uh, if, you know, he, he might not can't win them the division, but he could get them in the wild card with that pairing of Frank Wright. If he can stay healthy, the positive uh, juices with the reunite of Frank Wright. In 2017, with Frank Wright, as the offensive coordinator, Wentz threw three, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, averaged 7.5 yards per attempt. Frank Reich went to the Colts in 2018, and that season, Carson Wentz, basically since that season, I should say, he's got 64 touchdowns, 29 interceptions, and 6.7 yards per attempt average. So basically a yard less, and his efficiency has gone down the drain, unfortunately. Um, in 2018, the yards per attempt, were third in the NFL with Andrew Luck at almost 40 per game. 2019 with Jacoby Brissett, 25th, but that's when Andrew Luck unexpectedly retired preseason. And then last year, 17th with Phillip Rivers, but we know that he didn't have the yard that he used to. So I do expect the Colts to be you know top 12 or so in passes per game, and that could certainly help Carson Wentz. All right, Jacob, let's move on to the fun part of the Colts and fantasy football here, but I'm a little bit nervous, I'll be honest. And that is Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor took the league by storm last year, finished fourth overall in PPR scoring for running backs over the final uh, six games. Week 11 on, he had 15 and a half, 22 and a half, 30 and a half, 19 and a half, 19 and a half, and 38 fantasy points in PPR. 
notably against, unfortunately, the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> I don't want to remind Jay here. 30 carries, 253 rushing yards, and two touchdowns to end out the season. We know the talent is there for Jonathan Taylor. But, again, Quentin Nelson potentially being hurt, and if he does come back week one, will he be 100%? Otherwise, this Colts offensive line is phenomenal. If Carson Wentz is out and uh, Quentin Nelson's out, obviously that's a, a deduction for Jonathan Taylor, but if they're back, are you fully confident in drafting him in the first round? Because right now he's going as a top seven running back in all formats in fantasy football. For me, seems a little bit rich with the question marks heading into preseason week number two. Yep, I completely agree with you. So Quentin Nelson is the most important piece to this run game in terms of fantasy. If Quentin Nelson's playing, you know what? I, I And I still have my opinions. So if Nelson isn't playing, I'm avoiding Jonathan Taylor altogether just because I don't I don't trust it. I also don't think that it should go, uh, um, you know, unnoticed that Marlon Mack is coming back, that Naheem Hines is is returning to this team. Jonathan Taylor got the majority of the carries last year because Marlon Mack went down. Now Jonathan Taylor was a lot more productive than I think Marlon Mack would have been. But this Colts team, we know they do like we we know they like Mack. They've they've used him for the last however long. He's been very average for the the majority of his career but he definitely gets the job done i really do think that that mac is going to get a lot more carries than people expect and i think heinz could take a lot of the passing downs it's and it all comes back also to carson wentz where without wentz like i mentioned the opposing the, the opposite defense will almost exclusively focus on this run game because it's so strong because it's the only part of this offense that will be so strong. This isn't like the Titans where, you know, they could run the ball and they have that you you can't put eight in the box against them because now you have AJ Brown and Julio Jones on that offense. The Colts really don't have any receivers that are that game change. They don't, they don't have that game changing impact value that other teams have um, with, with a stronger run game. It's without Wentz, they're going to, it's, they're going to, they're going to blitz. They're going to stop the run and it's going to hurt the value of the running back production in this backfield. That's just how it's going to be. So I, I'm wary of taking Colts running backs this year. Yeah, I agree. And I want to just jump into the schedule really quickly that we mentioned earlier. Week one versus Seattle at home versus the Rams, which is a terrible matchup at Tennessee, at Miami, at Baltimore before they get Houston, but then the 49ers, Tennessee again. So I would say about five out of the first six games for the Colts are going to be a challenge in the run game, at least. James, quick thoughts on Jonathan Taylor in the backfield for the Colts? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm very high on Jonathan Taylor. People, again, if you go back to, uh, if people go back to our podcast and check this out, I was banging the table for the Jags to get Jonathan Taylor in the second round. They did not do it. That's how. Uh, high I am on him and uh, yeah he's a guy that you know like like Jacob said he he carved us up for sure uh, defensively now where I would be a little bit wary now is uh, the AFC South as possible have gotten has gotten stronger in terms of uh, you know run defense I know the Jaguars invested heavily into that part of the game and while I do have concerns about the Jaguars defense uh, I do think their run defense is going to be significantly significantly better. And I think that's by design because when Urban Meyer came into the equation, he probably looked at the, the division as a whole and came to the conclusion that, like, if we can't get to the passer, we can't rush the passer, at least we should bolster our run defense, which was near one of the worst in the league. So we'll see, you know, how, how that goes um, in terms of, you know, how, how well he can run on the division, which are the key games 
uh, sometimes in fantasy football because those are the opponents you play twice a year. Uh, and, and, and that being said, in terms of Marlon Mack, he's a guy I'm, I'm familiar with as well. Uh, another guy that has given the Jaguars trouble as well. And he's a guy that, you know, in terms of, you know, people that want to target him in terms of fantasy value, uh, his where the money where he'll make his money is yards after the catch. That's his big thing. He might be one of the best yards after the catch or yards after contact, should I say, uh, running backs in football. I don't know if, you know, Sky, you have a, a statistic on that, but that's where he flourishes. It's just after contact after catches uh and and he's always been that way dating back to his days at uh, the university of south florida i think it's gonna be great man and unfortunately you have naheem hines there who's a prolific pass catcher as well and jordan wilkins who nobody is gonna have in fantasy football but been very efficient when he had his time last note here on jonathan taylor that makes me a little weary look i love the talent loved him coming out of wisconsin he had four years of incredible workload, so he's his legs are older uh, than they should be coming into the NFL. But let's not forget, okay, the first 10 weeks of the season last year before he blew up and became Jonathan Taylor, he was borderline droppable in fantasy football, all right? The first 10 weeks of the season last year, he was running back 19. David Montgomery was running back 20 before they both blew up down the stretch there. So there was 10 games and Marlon Mack went out the first week. So they were still using Naheem Hines, Jordan Wilkins, passing the ball, whatever. I expect him, obviously, to be more efficient this year in year two. But I am pumping the brakes on Jonathan Taylor, unfortunately, in the first round. All right, Jacob, let, there's not much to talk about with the tight ends. So maybe you can just wrap up, wrap tight ends within the receivers for a pass-catching segment. But T.Y. Hilton last year, wide receiver 11 from weeks 12 through 17. But we, he was the wide receiver 85 in fantasy football the first 11 weeks of the season. That's with Jakeem Grant and K.J. Hamler last year. So I'm not sure I can count on T.Y. Hilton getting older with who knows who at quarterback. Michael Pittman, massive upside. Alshon Jeffrey with Frank Reich and Carson Wentz in 2017 with the Eagles. Led the team in targets 120. He had nine touchdowns, second in receiving yards on the team, and third in receptions. I think Michael Pittman could at least be that guy, maybe even more so. Zach Pascoe, Paris Campbell as well, exciting hopefuls. Um, and then, of course, you have a slew of tight ends there as well. So how do you feel about the pass catchers here in Indianapolis? Yeah, and so one more thing really quick, sorry, about Jonathan Taylor is the value that he's going at. If he's the seventh, if he's getting drafted, I just think there's other guys at that value, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, guys who are more valuable that you could draft over Jonathan Taylor that will have more production than he does. But you're right, with all these receivers, I love Michael Pittman. I've re- I, I, I've been very high on Michael Pittman when he came out of college, out of USC. I, I really did like him. It's, it's all this constant, though, of, you know, Carson Wentz and this constant injury concern like we don't know who's going to play quarterback for the Colts this year week to week we genuinely do not know because if it's not Carson Wentz this team will I think have effectively no no passing yards or or no no effect in the passing game no production um so so I'm a bit nervous about drafting any of these receivers Zach Pascal Paris Campbell I think all these guys are incredibly talented and incredibly underrated but it's all about quarterback play, and I don't think they're going to have that quarterback play this year that's going to be, uh, in terms of fantasy, reliable for any of these guys on your team. Now, T.Y. Hillen is getting older. I kind of think he's out of the equation. He's broken so many hearts in the last three seasons that it's. I think it's time that we give up on him as much as I hate to say it because I do love T.Y. 
I just think his time has passed, and then it's time for these new young receivers to step up. But you mentioned the tight end situation, and I might be in the minority here, and it's not a great tight end situation, but I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people are saying. Why? So with a healthy, this is with a healthy Carson Wentz, with a, with, with a backup quarterback, it's, it's nothing, right? Uh, it's irrelevant. But with a healthy Carson Wentz, it's between Mo Ali Cox, Jack Doyle, and uh, Kylan Granson. They don't they don't have that clear cut tight end one. But I do think that Mo Ali Cox, who has one week every single season where he just steps up and is like ridiculous, where he has like two touchdowns or whatever and a million receptions, I think he's going to get the most targets. And it's it's it might be meaningless. It might not pan out. But when Carson Wentz was on the Eagles last year. He targeted his tight end on 119 of his 422 pass attempts, which uh, is roughly 28%, which for t- for tight end production, that's not a small number. It was the, the tight end was, I mean, if you guys remember, Richard Rodgers was almost a viable fantasy tight end for a few weeks uh, while, while Wentz was the quarterback. Zach Ertz, injury concerns there, Dallas Goddard. I, I think that, that Mo Ali Cox can be a, deep sleeper tight end for the Colts this year if Wentz can stay healthy. That's fair. And actually, I love that you brought this up here because, I, you know, Bobby and I like to nerd out on tight ends and nobody else in fantasy football cares less about tight ends, but I do like the nugget here. So through 12 weeks in 2017 prior to the injury, Carson Wentz threw uh, the sixth most targets to his tight ends in the NFL that season at about 34%. You mentioned last year for – Frank Reich uh, also still continues last year, had the 12th most targets to a tight end at about 23%. And you mentioned the 28% there as well. Colin Granson's legit out of SMU. He's he's fallen behind Jack Doyle and Moelle Cox so far, but he's he's getting the praise out of camp. And Jack Doyle could be cut, frankly. Moelle Cox, like, he is massive, but they're not necessarily always using him like they did Eric Ebron, for example. So Colin Granson is a dynasty stash at least and uh, I don't think he's redraft worthy yet, but keep an eye on him in waivers as well. Uh, before we move on here to Jay and the Jaguars, Jay, do you have any comments here on the pass catching situation in Indianapolis? Yeah, not much more than what Jacob had to say. Um, you know, Michael Pittman is a guy to watch. My my advice would be, and again, I'm not the huge fantasy guy, but my advice would be, you know, he was basically saying that, you know, they expect this team to rely on that run game heavily. Um, and, you know, you can have these occasional games where the tight end uh, explodes and whatnot. And, and my advice would be is, yeah, especially watch out for that when the Colts are playing divisional rivals because nobody in this division really scares me in terms of passing defense. Uh, so when if you're looking for those games where the uh, Colts receivers or tight ends could explode, it's probably going to be within the division. Uh, the Jags, again, you know, we'll see where they're at after the defensive change, but they were close to the bottom of the league in terms of where they ranked in passing defense. The Titans don't scare anybody in terms of their passing defense. Uh, and we all know the situation with the Texans. No more J.J. Watt. Uh, and, and, you know, they they are just a defense that's probably on the decline in terms of that aspect of the game as well. I agree. I absolutely agree. Jacob, any other nuggets on the Colts before we move on? No, I just think this team is one that um you need to be wary of when drafting a fantasy. There's some upside there. 
You know, uh, the only real upside I see that's massive is probably if Jonathan Taylor really does step up again, but it would he would need to score a ridiculous amount of points for him to be that RB7 and, and where he's being taken over guys like Eckler, Aaron Jones, Chubb, and all that. So I don't know, but but it's it's a hard team to draft for in fantasy this year. I agree. Gentlemen, I'm going to kick you off just for a second. Why don't you get a water break? Take a quick uh, take a quick few minutes to yourself. I'm going to pay some bills here, and we'll bring back Jacob Charno and James Johnson to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Jacob just broke down the Colts. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. I want to give a couple shout-outs here, of course, to our sponsors, and we're going to start with the Jersey Jungle. The Jersey Jungle, DM them on Instagram, at the Jersey Jungle. Use the promo code TCK to receive 10% off of one or two jerseys. off of three jerseys. If you're looking for a Colts jersey, a Jacksonville Jaguars jersey, anybody else in the AFC South or anyone else in the NFL, as your team gets ready for kickoff in just a couple of weeks, hit up the Jersey Jungle on Instagram at the Jersey Jungle. Again, use the promo code TCK for 10 to 15% off. You guys know I love these jerseys. I got the shipment on the way in the mail. I'm very excited to unbox it for you. I have a number of their jerseys. They're stitch and twill. They're high quality. They are not the pressed on kind that come off in the dryer. These are high quality jerseys. They have all sports, but we're talking NFL today. Once again, the Jersey Jungle on Instagram. Use the promo code TCK. My man Trenton will take care of you. 10 to 15% off. Next up, we got Red Zone Draft Boards. Again, for those of you able to draft live in person these days, Hit up draftwithredzone.com. Use the promo code TCK for 10% off of this as well. Red Zone Draft Boards. Bobby breaks it down every single show. I will do it for you once again. We get the nameplates of all the players. You get a 3x5, 14-team, 20-round draft board that you can hang up on the wall. You get a championship ring that is about a $50 value. This package is 70 and you get 10% off of your TCK promo code. You get that ring engraved with your name and league name and year after the season on it as well you get some smack talk boards you get the putty to stick up the board so it doesn't rip off your your wallpaper or paint or anything with the uh, gorilla glue whatever you're using to put it up in your garage make sure you go to red zone draft boards draft with redzone.com at 10 percent off to get your live draft board and finally new sponsor Expand the box score. Bobby writes for Expand the Box Score. We rep his articles constantly. If you're looking for a deeper analytical opportunity and resource, like Bobby and I use, a lot of you reach out after shows and ask us where we get our numbers, how we deep dive, how we crunch percentages and things like that. We use Expand the Box Score. Go to expandtheboxscore.com. They're doing a four-day free trial for TCK listeners only. They have a $20 package, 20 bucks for the entire season. The same package is equivalent to what Pro Football Focus has for about $200 a year. And you have fantasy points as well for about $50, $150 a year as well. Expand the box score has this package with analytical data and percentage breakdowns. If you want to get deep into the weeds with player profiles and analytical bases and splits and all these things that Bobby and I bring up, Go to expandtheboxcourt.com. Use the promo code TCK at checkout. Get $5 off. It's 20 bucks for the entire season, and you get a four-day free trial to check it out before you confirm. Once again, the expandtheboxcourt.com. Use the promo code TCKPOD. All right, gentlemen, we are back here. We got Jacob Charno and James Johnson. We are breaking down the Colts and the Jags for our team previews today. Jacob already broke down the Colts, so 
Jay, we're going to turn over to you, my man, and we're going to talk some Col- uh, some Jags. So you have a unique approach here. Again, I had mentioned this at the top of the episode, but Bobby and I came onto your show with your co-host, Phil. Shouts out, Phil the Filipino. And we talked the fantasy side, but you guys talk like the reporter side, which I appreciate. This series has been so fun for us because Bobby and I are the fantasy nerds, but Jacob is also a Jets fan, right? He's been at Jets camp, so he's able to give, like, with my own eyes, here's what I saw. You guys have been at Jags camp. We've had a lot of other people participate within this series who are, you know, fantasy players and fans, but also, like, on the NFL side of the fence, which helps us as fantasy players get the inside scoop. So I'm excited to talk about this here. We'll start at the top with Trevor Lawrence. No surprise here. Um, This talk about, you know, it might be Garner Minshew. It might be Trevor Lawrence. We all know that's definitely uh, full of shit. It's Trevor Lawrence 100%. But Trevor looked pretty good in the first drive or two here. Right now he's going as the ECR quarterback 14. He's going in the 10th round. He's the rookie super flex 101 pick. And rookies, uh, single quarterback leagues is about a top six to eight pick, depending on your format. I expect him to be somewhere between Joe Burrow last year and Justin Herbert. Joe Burrow started super hot, got injured. Justin Herbert didn't even get started until week three and then kind of didn't catch a stride till midseason. So somewhere in between both of those quarterbacks last year, obviously he has a, a plethora of new weapons there. Urban Meyer, Travis Etienne, uh, Chenault, Jones, Chark um, as well. So we know about the hype of Trevor Lawrence, both in NFL and fantasy football without any NFL experience. What can we expect potentially from Trevor Lawrence as a rookie? And how is he looking in Jags camp? We saw that first preseason game. He looked pretty sharp. What is the uh, inside scoop there on Trevor Lawrence, you know, in Jacksonville? Yeah, he, for the most part, you know, of course there are going to be rookie moments in camp, but he, for the most part has looked like a number one overall pick should in terms of training camp, uh, which is good. Uh, a key with him will be, however, is, you know, the situation with DJ Chark. Uh, he had finger surgery uh, recently. It was uh, last week that they reported it. But, however, uh, they expect him to be back week one against the Texans, which will be huge. Uh, in, in terms of how Trevor Lawrence has looked in the preseason, as you said, uh, he really, like, his big thing is the ability to overcome adversity, Right. The, on his first ever snap in the NFL, he fumbles the ball and is sacked and loses like, you know, it's, it's like second and 15 on the next down. Uh, somehow, you know, when you get to third down, this young man converts his first ever third down that you asked him to convert, which is something you like to see. Uh, he went to uh, Marvin Jones in the process. And it was another pass where he linked up with Marvin Jones deep where the uh, pocket was excellent to be exact. You know, they they held their own there and, uh, he hit him for like 35 yards. So, like, it, as me and you discussed on our podcast, Marvin Jones looks like his guy. And he hit Marvin Jones for a deep one. He hit him for a short one. Uh, you know, we've seen him hit Marvin Jones for intermediate things. But definitely, I think the key will be here is to watch and monitor the DJ Chart situation because the Jaguars were lacking speed in that first preseason game. They were lacking a little bit of juice, as Urban Meyer put it, if I can recall, in his uh, press conference. They, so uh, they do miss his presence in terms of that deep speed threat that he can be and his ability. Uh, and, and he's a guy that's put on a little bit of weight this year, too. So obviously they have high expectations of him. Uh, again, he'll be back week one. But that's the key. I think that's the key uh, or the X factor 
connection to watch in terms of, you know, what Trevor Lawrence could be um, as a fantasy player. Like you said, I'm expecting along the lines of something between Joe Burrow and, uh, and uh, Justin is, yeah, Justin Herbert has escaped me uh, because I do think what the Jaguars will do is utilize the run game a lot. We also, what James Robinson did as the number one guy there, they have help for him now. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, he might not put up the passing yard that Herbert did because he has such a potent run game and he has three guys to go to. Uh, but, nonetheless, somewhere between, as you said, uh, him and Joe Burrow is probably about right in terms of his value. Jacob, there's no uh, no data for us to go on in fantasy football for Trevor Lawrence. It's all hype. We've been following this kid since sixth grade. Um, what You know, if you watch a preseason game, he looked pretty good and, you know, just – standard obviously it's it's a faster game is coming at him um anything to mention quick on on trevor lawrence that nobody else has said uh yeah i mean the the only real offensive lineman on this team is cam robinson in my opinion and and i i am so worried i said it last year about joe burrow i've been saying it the entire offseason about trevor lawrence i am frightened about this jaguars offensive line this is this he's in a division with some incredible pass rushers the, the colts now have quitty pay and deforest buckner like that's he's gonna get torn apart by that team the Titans now have Bud Dupree. I, I, I really do worry about this pass rush, uh, about this offensive line and how they're going to be able to defend the pass rush. Um, but, you know, he's got talent. No one is, I don't think anybody's ever denied that he has talent. I, I really do like his receiving options a lot more than a lot of people do. Love Marvin Jones. Um, he's been a name that I've, I've kind of, I've tried to keep a little quiet from in, in terms of my, uh, my drafts and everything. Um, but, he has the run game. He's he's paired up with Ed with Etienne again. It's he's in a he's in a nice situation. I just think they need to make. I think they should have made it more of a priority to build up this offensive line and kind of keep uh, revamping this defense because it is only a shell of that twenty eighteen Jaguars defense. Still, that's a great extra look there to talk about the offensive line. I try to bring in the offensive line as often as I can, and we saw with Joe Burrow, who has a plethora of lo- uh, weapons last year. A.J. Green, of course, T. Higgins comes in, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, uh, but he takes a big hit, and then the offense just completely collapses. Let's hope that the Jags can keep um, Trevor Lawrence up steady. Jay, we'll get back to you here. Let's talk about these running backs. They bring in Clemson teammate Travis Etienne. A lot of us are are very excited about him. He's getting comps to Alvin Kamara, which I just want everyone to slow down a little bit. (laughs) Alvin Kamara is all-world, and I hope Etienne is amazing as well, but Alvin Kamara has proven it for you know, three seasons, four seasons uh, in the NFL. So let's pump the brakes on that a little bit. James Robinson, though, last year came out of nowhere, essentially. Not many people were talking about him. I do want to give a shout-out to our boy Dweez here on the program who was repping him, but not many people had him on the radar, at least in redraft, maybe a dynasty stash or so. But comes on 1,300-plus total yards last year, 10 touchdowns. He was seventh overall in PPR. Right now he's going as a running back 32 He's my running back 33. I've got him pretty much in that mix because ETN is now in the place. Travis ETN, ECR, expert consensus ranking 23. I've got him at 24. I think he's going to have about, you know, 70 targets or so. He could have 50 to, you know, 60 receptions, which would be incredible, obviously, in PPR especially. But the comparison to Alvin Kamara, I think, is is unnecessary so far. We all like to get excited about player profiles and stuff, but Alvin Kamara had 201 touches as a rookie, 1,500-plus total yards, and 13 touchdowns as a rookie. If Travis Etienne has that kind of season, he's going to be drafted as the top three running back next year. It could happen. 
I'm not confident that it will with James Robinson around and in this new offense, but you never know. Is there a 1A, 1B situation in Jacksonville, or is it James Robinson early downs, ETN third downs only? ETN's been taking some slot work, but that might be where Chenault is. We'll talk about the wide receivers in a, in a second. Let's stick on the running backs here. What is the overall kind of vibe and strategy here that Urban Meyer could be implementing for Travis Etienne and James Robinson, Jay? Yeah, it definitely feels like, and you know, we'll have to monitor this more as we get closer to uh, the regular season, but it definitely feels like uh, James Robinson is the, the, the guy that, They've been putting in, in the front of the order in terms of, of training camp and this, that, and other. And he even took the field first uh, with the initial series uh, during the preseason, so or or during that week one preseason game on Saturday against the Browns. So it does look like Urban Meyer has a great deal of respect for what James Robinson did last year. Of course, he's probably not going to see the carries or the touches he had last year because Urban Meyer's a good friend from the Ohio State days. Uh, Carlos Hyde is there. ETN is obviously there. Um, as you said, ETN may be a more of a third down option guy. It, it uh, flourishes after the catch, kind of what we were saying earlier uh, about the running back with the Colts. Uh, but yeah, he's a guy that, you know, Bobby made a good point. I never looked at it like this on our podcast, but Bobby was saying like, maybe we should make more of a comparison of him to DeAndre Swift, who was with Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator in Jacksonville currently. Uh, he was with Daryl Bevel last year. And um, as we all know, you know, he was a dynamic running back out of Georgia. So that might be more along the lines of what we should look for instead of the Kamara um, comparison. But, but, you know, Urban Meyer has been adamant about like how they want explosion from him, uh, how they want explosive plays, which the Jaguars lack. Um, you know, they want to use him. You know, you would think they it sounds like they want to use him in the slot. Uh, they want to use him out of the backfield as a, a run after the catch or pass after the catch. Uh, type of option so we'll see what happens with them but right now it feels like the pecking order is definitely Robinson uh Carlos Hyde then ETN um look for ETN maybe to step in front of Hyde I don't know like if that'll happen uh but maybe look for him to step in front of Hyde at some point because again he, uh, he he's more than just a runner he's a guy that can offer you something as a pass catcher as well which I don't really think that's Hyde's bag uh, in my opinion, and he really hasn't really shown that from what I've seen, but you know, time will tell. I agree. And Carlos Hyde, I think, is kind of swept under the rug here because he's older and hasn't had much relevance lately. But let's not forget, I mean, he's had limited work the last couple of years, Houston, Seattle, when he's been traveling around, but he's played quite well when called upon. He's able to rip off a 10, 15 yard run, can catch the ball in the backfield. So, and let's not forget, he goes all the way back to Ohio State with Urban Meyer as well. A lot of this team has ties to Urban Meyer. That's why he took it on and drafted the way that he did. So it'll be interesting. One more thing here on ETN, and then we'll move on to the pass catchers. Bobby also brought this up to pump the brakes a little bit on the comparison that Travis ETN might be Urban Meyer's new Percy Harvin. For the OGs who got to experience Percy Harvin for a couple of seasons, who was just a magical player, his career was cut short due to migraines, which is just such a bummer. He was incredible uh, for the Vikings and the Seahawks. But um, he was a bona fide wide receiver. Travis Etienne is a running back that can catch the ball and play a little bit of slot. So, again, similar player profiles, but I don't expect them to be used the same. And, again, Chenault's skill set is also 
Percy Harvin-esque. So I know he wants to get players in space, but let's not expect Travis Etienne to be Percy Harvin and a great running back. I just don't see it happening as a as a uh, rookie behind this offensive line, as Jacob had mentioned. Okay, Jay, let's get into these pass catchers here. Um, LaVisca Chenault in fantasy football is the one people are excited about. And then I think it's maybe DJ Chark and then Marvin Jones. I'm ex- I'm curious to see what you think on like the NFL side of it and what we're seeing in camp because I'm not sure that's actually what's going on. So I want to get your 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 rankings of the three wide receivers in NFL terms on that team and then in fantasy football it's basically Chenault, Chark and Marvin Jones. Chenault right now going as the ECR 44. I've got him at 45. Just 79 targets, 600 yards, and five touchdowns last year. I expect that to boost if he is the true number one. We'll see if that is the case. Fantasy football expects him to be. We'll see if you do and the Jags do. 9,908 seems reasonable. He's got a draft pedigree and um, profile of like a Debo Samuel, um, you know, somebody like that. I'm drafting personally Debo, Brandon Cooks, if Deshaun Watson does play, Mike Williams, Antonio Brown, Michael Pittman even over Chenault because of the other running backs and Travis Etienne as well. I just, I love the talent, but I'm not excited about that workload. And then of course we have Chark last year, who was kind of a disappointment after a promising 2019 season. And then again, my man, Marvin Jones, who I think a lot of us enjoy, but he's always kind of been behind the eight ball. He's averaged roughly a 16 game pace of 900 yards and nine touchdowns over the last four seasons. But he has a tough time, of course, staying healthy. He's going in the 11th round right now. Great value. All upside, no risk drafting Marvin Jones. I would take him over Marquise Brown, Corey Davis, Miko Hardman, Devontae Parker, T.Y. Hilton, who we just talked about. I'm very excited about Marvin Jones. He's always at a discount. Great touchdown upside. One of two players in the NFL history with four touchdowns in two different games. He could always break big for you. Jay, I'll start with this. Who are you seeing as the number one wide receiver, pass catcher for Trevor Lawrence, in preseason and in camp, and if it's not LaVisca Chenault, who and why, and what are you expecting from these pass catchers? Yeah, so, uh, you know, as me and Bobby and you uh, talked about, it feels like it's Marvin Jones Jr. He's been the guy that Trevor Lawrence is going Let's to go. the, <laughs> the most. Uh, Gardner Minshew is going to him a lot, too. And while, you know, Urban Meyer said, you know, like, what – the plays we saw in the preseason aren't necessarily a reflection of what we're going to be. Uh, they went to him often, Trevor Lawrence, and that that relationship and that chemistry, Trevor Lawrence went to him often in the preseason game. So obviously there's a great deal of trust there between those. And that's something regardless of how the plays are going to look in the preseason, that's going to translate. The fact that Trevor Lawrence trusts uh, Marvin Jones went to him on two third downs where they needed to convert. And that's I think that's that's very telling because, again, like in these drives that he had in the preseason, Trevor Lawrence, you know, had to make up for more than 10 yards because he took sacks on these plays. And here he is come third down. He knows who he can go to. And uh, that it was definitely Marvin Jones Jr. Now, uh, with, with Chenault, you know, they did a lot of bubble screening with him out of the slide and this, that and the other. Uh, and it, it definitely sounds like they want him to be. Uh, the, the big time slot weapon for them. And he's got, again, you know, me and you and Bobby talked about this uh, very hard to bring down, very good after the catch. Uh, he's a guy that PFF had ranked as their top rookie last year in terms of yards after the catch, which is kind of crazy because 
uh, he doesn't play the running back position or anything like that. Just shows you the kind of strength this guy got or he has uh, when the ball is in his hands. So, uh, again, you know, D DJ Chark, again, that's the guy that you're probably going to look at for yardage and chunks. Again, Urban Meyer was saying in the press conference today that the offense clearly, uh, you know, they like the juice that they wanted. They like the speed. It sounds like he was trying to allude to. They like that in terms of uh, not having DJ Chark on the field. So it was kind of the Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chenault show. Uh, but definitely right now and, and heading into the regular season, I would rank them. Definitely Marvin Jones is the number one. If we're going by what we've seen the last few days or so, LaVisca Chenault probably is in line to be the number two again, because DJ Chark is missing time now with that finger. And, um, you know, down the road, I think where you can see DJ Chark be more effective is, uh, you know, maybe that third, fourth, fifth game starts to find a rhythm. That's going to be your deep threat. Again, I've always said he's the top five deep threat in the league. That's going to be the guy that gives you your yardage in terms of the receiving core for the Jacksonville Jaguars in chunks or in, uh, you know, big, big time plays or what have you. I love it, man. I'm excited to hear about that Marvin Jones news. I know Jacob was as well earlier. We're going to wrap this up, boys. But before we do, Jacob, do you have any final thoughts on the Jags, either the, the running back situation, the pass catchers? There's there's all of the sudden some some fantasy excitement back in Jacksonville. How do you feel about it before we get out of here? Uh, I, I, I have this thing. I love Marvin Jones this year. I've loved Marvin Jones every year. I was huge on him when he was in Detroit. I'm even higher on him now that he's in Jacksonville. Um, I, I LaVisca Chenault. I'm I'm avoiding him this year. I I've heard that he's he could fall a little bit on the depth chart. Um, same thing with Shark. I don't love this in, the injury that he's coming into the season with because that's one that could linger on his hand. Um, but but Marvin Jones is the guy. He's going. Um, mark my words. He is going to be the guy in Jacksonville this year. Love it. Love it. Way to, way to take a stand, my man. Yo, it is such a blessing to have you both on. Jacob, you've been on a couple of times now, man. I've, I've been, you know, had the pleasure to be on your show as well. Thank you so much for uh, coming back on and inviting me on to yours. Make sure y'all uh, go check out the Hard Count podcast as well. I'll let you guys rep yourself in just a second. And James Johnson as well, man. Your uh, debut uh, was fantastic. Thank you. We'll have you back on as well. And we definitely want to get Phil on also. And uh, we'd love to be back on your shows uh, gentlemen, before we get out of here, please, one more time, let the TCK Potters know where they can find all of your content. Jacob, we'll start with you, buddy. Go ahead and let everybody know where we can find all of your content. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, check out the Hard Count Football Podcast live uh, Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Hard Count Football YouTube channel and on Bucks Report. Uh, it's the next generation of football fans, guys. Come talk to me. Come tell me I'm wrong. DM me on Twitter at Jacob Charnow or uh, on Instagram at Hard Count Football. Tell me you disagree with something I said, because I'm sure it's something I said one of you is going to get mad at or something on my show that I say, you know what? People love to disagree with me. I love the back and forth. It's people being passionate about football is my favorite thing in the world. But Sky, I really appreciate you having me on again, and we'll definitely link up soon. Always a pleasure, brother. Thank you so much, man. Good friend of mine, Jacob Charno. We'll catch you next time, buddy. Thanks so much. James, great to have you on too, my man. Please let everybody know one more time where we can find you. Yeah, uh, as always, you can find me. I mean, at my main handle, which is at the bottom of the screen here, sports grind underscore done. Uh, you can find my work in terms of what's going on in Jags training camp and what's going on in the preseason on the jagwarswire.com, uh, jagwarswire.usatoday.com, should I say. And of course, you can find all of our takes and, and whatnot in terms of what me and Phil has to, uh, have to say. 
And, and again, you can follow, uh, feel free to follow us on the Believe in Jazz pod. That's at Believe in Jazz pod is what I was trying to get out. Where me and Phil, we have our weekly takes. Uh, we post that on Fridays in terms of uh, the day it goes up. And we have all of the latest in terms of training camp news, personal thoughts on the team, this, that, and the other. All of that can be found on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Sky. And uh, it was a good time as uh, our first uh, meeting was uh, just a few days ago, man. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a pleasure, man, to have you. And Bobby and I were able to come on your show and 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 talk Jags specifically. And Bobby and I cover so many teams and so many players. It's fun to narrow in sometimes and, and talk about one particular team. So that was a lot of fun. I learned a lot from you guys as well. And look, man, I'm serious. Nuggets coming from your side, like the reporter side into the fantasy football world, something as simple as what we're seeing in camp is Marvin Jones looks to be the number one, not LaVisca Chenault, not DJ Chark. That's a huge deal in fantasy football, man. If the target share is going to be heavily leaning Marvin Jones versus one of the other two guys, then the ADP and ECR tell us we're too high on the other two guys and we can get value on Marvin Jones. So now all of a sudden I'm looking at camp a little closer, like, okay, maybe I'm just going to wait until the 11th round, look at Marvin Jones, all upside, no risk, pass on, pass on LaVisca Chenault, Chark's hurt. And not really feeling that either. So maybe you just gather the value. So it's such an interesting camp nugget, Jay. We really, really appreciate that. I want to give a shout out one more time to our sponsors, of course. We got the Jersey Jungle one more time. DM them, the Jersey Jungle on Instagram, on TCK, and get 10% off of your jerseys. 10 to 15% off of one to three jerseys. Then we got red zone draft boards, draft with red zone, TCK promo code for 10% off. You get that ring, you get the board, you get the stickers, go check them out for your live drafts. And finally, a new sponsor of the podcast. We have expand the box score, just $20. Use the promo code TCK at checkout, expand the box $5 off $20 for the entire season compared to PFFs, $200. You got the in-depth analytical basis and stat statistical breakdowns if you want to get into it feel free to please do that and tell them the tck sent you this has been another episode of the candlestick kids fantasy football podcast of course you can find me on twitter sky guasco s-k-y-g-u-a-s-c-o and on instagram at fantasy football underscore tck pod leave a rate and review anywhere you listen to your believe podcast networks of course go check out the jag side as well believe in the jags network as well a great podcast with my man jay and phil also, and they have over 300 sports podcasts, 30 for the NFL teams. We are your one-stop shop on the Believe Podcast Network for fantasy football, strictly content. Go check us out, leave a rate and review, and you can follow us on YouTube as well, the Candlestick Kids. We will catch you next time. Bobby coming up next. We got the other two teams. Of course, we're breaking down the Titans and the Texans, and then we'll get into our studs, duds, breakouts, and sleepers, as Bobby and I always do. We're almost there, ladies and gentlemen. This is week two of the preseason. We're excited about it. I want to thank my guests today, James Johnson for the Jaguars side and Jacob Charno for the Colts side. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. This episode has been brought to you by Bet Online your online sports book and draft experts. Go check out betonline.ag and check out the app as well. I'm Rose Scott Guasco. This is episode 432 in the books. We'll catch you next time. We are out of here. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.